good to see some of those uh, faces. And uh, it's, it's always good. And uh, uh, thank you, Cathy, for putting that and arranging that uh, um, uh, put together of, of faces. Please remember those. Always remember those we don't see because they're still part of this church. And this is the visible part of the church. And they now have gone into the invisible part for some of us. But they're not invisible to God. Not invisible to God. So cards can be good. Uh, a phone call can be good. Just to say that we care and we remember them. At the beginning of a new year, it's, I believe, a great opportunity to restart your Bible reading. I love to do it every year. And one of the books I use is the One Year Bible. And the One Year Bible is marvelous because it'll get you through the Bible once in a year. And it's all set down in one volume in order. So on January the 1st, it was easy for me to read my Old Testament passage my New Testament passage, my Psalms or Proverbs. So for me, it was Genesis 1, Matthew 1, and Psalms 1. And you know, if I miss sometimes, and sometimes I do miss, I'm sorry, I miss a reading. I don't try and catch up, but I just go to the next date and make sure that I am reading the Word of God. And I want to encourage each and every one of you right at the beginning of these comments Read the Word of God this year. If ever we needed the Word of God, this year is one of them. You might want to use a different Bible. Some of you, I've used it myself, the chronological Bible. Those of you who don't know what everything fits in, it's great. It starts at the beginning and it takes you through in order of time and fits in the prophets and whatever. It's a great way to learn from the Bible. And of course, there's lots of guides that can take us through the Scripture. As I read the first chapter of Genesis on January the 1st, I saw a verse that I thought was appropriate for 2021. I thought of the mental, emotional, and physical state of Americans at the beginning of this year and at the end of 2020. And the verse was verse 2, believe it or not, of our reading today. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. I read it again in, in the context of thinking about ourselves. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. After 2020, I guess many of us feel this personally. <laughs> Helmut Tickler, a post-World War II German pastor, very popular in America in the 60s, wrote in his series of sermons on creation and Genesis these words. So I cannot read the story of creation without seeing that I am in it too. In every verse, I hear that God is thinking of me and that he stopped at no expense to draw me to himself. 
And you know, as I began to think about that verse, as I began to think about how I have been feeling and how many other people are feeling, I saw a link. Creation is a process. Good Bible-believing Christians will always argue to how long a process would be. Some will say it's a few thousand years, some will say it's quite a few thousand years, some will say quite a few million years, etc. I'm not going there today. Yet one thing we can agree on is this. The story of Genesis 1 is a story of creation, but it's a story of process in creation as well. And that process begins with the very creation of matter in verse 2. Verse 1 informs us that God begins to create, and in verse 2 we see the base materials he has created ex nihilo, from nothing, out of nothing, in which he is going to create the universe, the earth and all that is in it, including us. Luther, in speaking about this passage, spoke of the crude mass brought out of nothing. That verse 2 is a crude mass of matter. It's the beginning of the work. It's the building site and the materials not yet formed, as it were, just created for the next few verses. Everything seems in chaos. It's not yet put together. It exists, yet not as it will be. The words formless, empty, and darkness help us understand. Now, this is pre-fall, pre-sin. Yet it is pre-God's ongoing work on the material. He's only created the material. He hasn't begun to form everything, if you like. So for the writer who has just understood God's creation of the material, there is more to come in the chapter. You can't stop in chapter 2. You can't stop in the darkness. The creation will go on from there. Now it's worth noting, of course, that as Christians we believe that God created. We disagree how we did that, and that's fair enough. But we do believe very, very clearly that God created. In other words, God made matter. God started it all off. He started the ball rolling by creating matter. That's different to what many people today believe. Carl Sagan the sci-fi writer sums up the modern understanding of the world in the first line of his novel, Cosmos. The cosmos is all that there is, or has been, or will be. In other words, the only thing that exists is the material. There is nothing else. It's just what you can touch. It's just what you can feel. There is no spiritual, there is no metaphysical meaning. The believer says, no, 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 no. The believer says, no, yes, there is material. But there is a reason for our existence. 
The world has been created. We argue that the material is important, yet not eternal. Not eternal. It is good, but it's far from perfect. It is who we are, yet not all of who we are. We are more than just the material. You are more than just your flesh and blood. And you can say, thank you, Lord, for that. <laughs> you are more. You are more than a bunch of chemicals accidentally coming together somewhere in Star Trek. You are more. You are created in the image of God. You are more. The material world isn't just there. We agree with the material. Yes, God created it. It has, but it has a purpose. It's not a product of chance. It's made so that God can work on it. One writer trying to explain verse 2 uh, says this, I quote, just as the potter, when he wishes to fashion a beautiful vessel, takes first of all a lump of clay and places it upon his wheel in order to mould it according to his wish, so that the creator first prepared for himself the raw material with a view to giving it afterwards order and life. God wants to work on his own creation. He wants to continue to sculpt it. By itself, it's formless, empty, and dark, though made by God. But the rest of this great introductory chapter to the Bible tells the whole story because God was wanting to continue to work on that formless mass. And you get these wonderful words just thrown in. Just thrown in. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. In other words, the material was there. It was formless and it was void. And yet the Spirit of God was hovering and waiting to do something. Waiting to do something. Let me begin to apply. We are at the beginning of a dark year. We're at the end of a dark year. Many of us thought that maybe this year would be better. One week in, we're not really sure. We're not really sure about that. Many of us, many of you at home, many of you have been unable to come out for so long, stuck inside. You're sick of daytime TV. You've had enough. You're, you're longing just to go out for a coffee or to go out for a meal with some friends, but you can't risk it. And your emotions become darkened. An emptiness comes on the soul. A void. A meaninglessness. People feel differently. Our worlds over 2020 have become smaller. Darker. Emptier. Many have been cut off. Many of you who are shut-ins have been cut off for much longer. But now it's even worse. It's a period of grief, a period of worry. Our norms have been turned over 
our lives have been disrupted. The question to ask in 2021 is this, what is God going to do then? What is my hope for the coming year? I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. Dark though it may be, empty and void though it may be, the Spirit of God still hovers over the waters of 2021. The Spirit of God hovers, waiting to do His work. In the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the void, He has not abandoned His creation. And secondly, I believe that God can change things. As he changed things in the first chapter of Genesis, he can change things in this first chapter of 2021. The next two chapters of the book of Genesis, after this verse, tell the story of the changes. Instead of darkness, there will be light. Instead of the void, the land will produce, there will be lights. The waters will teem with living creatures and man will be made in God's own image. God is able to change a barren world, a dark existence, into something fruitful and meaningful. And that includes 2021. And that is the first message of the Bible in Genesis chapter 1. The chapter reminds us of God's abilities. We do not need to remain formless in our souls. We do not need to be enmeshed anymore in our darkness. We haven't got to drown and be drawn into the chaos. Because the Spirit of God that hovers over the water is a Spirit of light and purpose and order, and He is still with us. He's still with us. He is still creating, still doing it. He is still creating. He didn't just create and leave us, He continues to create. Remember the Germans' words, I am in it too. I am in it too. And Paul expresses his very thought in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. Listen how he uses the Genesis narrative. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness. That's what we just read. Made his light shine in our heart to give us the light of the knowledge of God in the face of Christ. God still shines light into darkness. He has done that in our lives at certain times. Many of us have come to that light in the face of Christ. We looked at Christ. We didn't know God. We didn't know anything about God. But in Christ, God was summed up and described. And we fell in love with God. And we fell in love with him because we'd seen his son. And we said, you are just like your son. And we love your son. So we love you as well. 
God still shows himself in the face of Christ. So it may be getting to know Christ for the first time. Maybe you're, you're listening in. Maybe this is the first time you've listened in uh, to our service. You're not really sure what Christianity is all about. With these bunch of religious people <laughs> were spouting. And we do spout as well, and that's okay. <laughs> but I want to tell you, this bunch of religious people have seen something. We've seen purpose in the darkness. And in the chaos, we have seen that God is also involved. And he hasn't left us by ourselves. And that's true. That's true. It's worth thinking about. It's worth thinking about your, your own salvation in Christ. Because the God who has created us wants to recreate us. It's called born again. New creation. I am a new creation. Therefore, in Christ, everything is new. You remember that? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. But that continues to apply. Paul goes on in that chapter that we've noted. And he says this in verse 7 about having this treasure in jars of clay. I feel like a jar of clay at times. I feel my body is like a jar of clay. Hardened clay, cracked clay. All right. So do you, I know. But then there's this great passage. And it's all in the context of what we just said. And it's all in the context as we go in to 2021. Though hard-pressed on every side, I will not be crushed. I will not be crushed. Though perplexed, and we will be perplexed. And don't be guilty that you're perplexed. That's normal. But not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Take that with you into the new year. Take that with you. 2 Corinthians 4. Paul shows us by example that although there are problems, and there will be, God is with us, and in it, he is sculpting our lives to be made more like himself. God is still at work in us and through us. Even though at times, in the dark of verse 2, we might not be able to see the future. Understand that. That's why I chose the verse. That's part of our experience. But I want to end not with that verse. I want to end with chapter 1, verse 31. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. <laughs> God had been at work in that story in Genesis 1, and he saw it was very good. The lump of clay becomes something beautiful becomes something with meaning, becomes something that just doesn't exist for the sake of existence, but exists for the glory of God, and exists for the beauty of this creation. God saw all that he had made, includes us, and it was very good. And I want to add, even in the pandemic, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, 
Thank you that you are a creator God. God with purpose, and even in the dark, your spirit hovers over that darkness and over the waters. Help us be in contact with your spirit, O God. May we invite him to recreate us time and time again, to be made more again into your image, <coughs> to know your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.